What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Yeah, there are countless hours of entertainment that you can have for free on cnjradio.com. So keep us in mind as you are all cooped up inside the house forcefully. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we can help out a little bit just in our own little way providing some normalcy sanity what have you i'm trying to do the same thing myself with even just doing these shows here so you know i put it to the uh, online people friends of the show a few days ago that i wanted to or at least i was interested in doing an ask me anything episode and if i got enough questions and or good questions then i would do that episode it turns out i got enough for two so i'm going to do a two-parter ask me anything rock strikes 10 for the first time ever over the course of the next couple of days so why waste time let's just get into it here and uh top billing here at the beginning of the show we're giving it to sir chris riley all the way over there in england and uh chris riley uh works in a supermarket grocery store uh so he is in the trenches right now so uh good on you man and uh hope everything is well taking care of yourself and all that good stuff uh you're an adult you know to take care of yourself you know to wash your hands we all do right so yeah, just wanted to give an extra special shout out to Sir Chris Riley for just doing his job. And uh, yeah, I hope he's being compensated very well for it. Uh, so yeah, further argument that the uh, working class people of any country should be making a living wage in times like these, but also not in times like these. All right, let's get to the question without me soapboxing too much here, shall we? great Chris Riley and we talk pretty often online here but officially for the ask me anything he went with the uh, so I'm guessing you know the first seven inch single or 45 uh, that you bought but what was on the B side and was it a cover version all right Mr. Riley yeah I uh, usually I got a bulk of seven inches or 45s when I was a kid and the first one I can recall being mine uh, was Minute Works Down Under that's the one I give the credit to. Not too long after that, it was stuff like A Quiet Riot, Come On, Fill the Noise, and Twisted Sister, We're Not Gonna Take It, and stuff like that. But the first one I remember just like being mine was Down Under by Minute Work. And uh, yeah, I still actually have that physical 45. And uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to play you the actual audio from it as I spin the B-side here for our first track of the show. Uh, and you'll be able to hear it warts and all. There's even a big old crack in the record, and you'll be able to hear it every time it goes around and around. So, for sheer authenticity, and not a cover song either. It was just a song that didn't make the cut for the business as usual record, 
but I really dig the song and probably a lot for the reasons being because it was the b-side on the first 45 I ever owned so here you go kicking off this ask me anything episode and for Mr. Chris Riley this is Minute Work with Crazy There you go, Crazy by Minute Work. Actual audio from the actual 45 from when I was a kid. You can hear that crack in there every time, but I really like hearing that version. Just, uh, you know, that's a massive time machine right there. So, yeah, thank you, Mr. Chris Riley, for that question. Moving on to another super friend of the show, the great Todd Cunningham. Uh, Speaking of time machine, I just said time machine. He asked me if I could go in a time machine and see any band before they got big, like in a club, who would it be? And uh, I didn't have to think too long about this. I think all the acts that I've seen, I think of all of them, of my particular favorites, I think the one, I had to go with the one that I thought would be best in a club. Not anything that would be too, you know, whatever, underwhelming, like they hadn't gotten there yet and things like that. And I, I truly believe that my answer would be Twisted Sister because they've always really gone for it. That's one of those bands that they gain their reputation playing in the clubs and they never mailed it in, and they had the craziest shows and what have you. If you've seen the documentary on them, you know this, or if you've just been a fan for a long time like I am. 
So I think that's my answer, is Twisted Sister. So I am going to go ahead and play you some audio from their actual club days right here. And I believe you can actually hear just how hard they're hitting it and just working that hard on the stage on this track. It really shines. And it's like, close your eyes, you could probably see it. Uh, so here you go. This will answer your question, Todd. Twisted Sister in a club. This is a live version of a song that never made it on an actual Twisted Sister album until the Club Days collection here. So this is Follow Me.
from the uh, compilation from the early 2000s out on Spitfire Records called Club Days Volume 2, Live in the Bars. That was Twisted Sister, the great Twisted Sister, with Follow Me. It's a cool compilation there. I definitely recommend it if you're a decent enough fan of theirs. It might be on the streaming services and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, great stuff there. And I truly believe they might be one of the best bands I could possibly see at a club. I thought about the Ramones also. That would probably be a good one. They're pretty much great from day one in the clubs. They pretty much were a club band. Um, so yeah, but for right now, that's definitely my answer. The Great Twisted Sister, definitely that you know super cool '70s club mode in the East Coast. You know, just sounds. It's definitely romanticized, and I'm sure for good reasons. So anyway, I continue on with Todd Cunningham, who had a couple of questions, and uh, since he's such a longtime friend, I figured I'd let him have the two questions. He's owed that much. Uh, so, uh, well, I actually lied. He's got two more questions, but actually the answer ties into another question that I have. So let's go with the last question that's just his right here. So he asked me, what is the record that you have the most copies of? Very fair question, because I tend to kind of rebuy my favorite, favorite albums over and over again and have over time, starting in the, you know, the order of, you know, cassettes and the CD into the remastered CD, into the old vinyl copies, to the new vinyl copies, and things like that. And it's easy enough. It's something that I definitely will eventually put in my all-time top 10 Desert Island right here is the album 1984 by Van Halen. Uh, as, as you know, it came close with a lot of other releases. But, you know, of course, all albums that will probably be in my Desert Island list. But as of right now, I have rebought 1984 by Van Halen almost as much as most records. Uh, I think I wound up eventually like three or four copies on vinyl and uh you know you can even pad the 45 releases on top of that if you want i mean they, they probably don't count but had it uh, at least once on tape three times on cd the original cd pressing and they've remastered and re-released it twice since then i don't know why i bought the latest remaster it didn't really improve much on the 2000 remaster but i did anyway because i'm insane so that's kind of what put it over the top as something that as the album that i have the most copies of of all time so there you go yeah, we're going to play something off of it, the last track on the album, and it was the original B-side for Jump when I first owned Jump on 45. So there you go. Turn it up. This is House of Pain. Yeah. 
So yeah, there you go. House of Pain by, of course, Van Halen from the album 1984, the album that I've owned uh, the most amount of copies of in my lifetime. Uh, you know, I won't give away the other ones, but uh, once I eventually do my Desert Island show, they'll all be on there for sure, and I'm sure I'll talk about all the different copies I've owned of it. Uh, it's a good thing I've worked mostly in media retail, so I can afford multiple copies and it not hit me in the wallet too hard, you know. So I've always been grateful for that. I never take it for granted. Uh, so now this next question, I'm going to finish up with Todd Cunningham's third question, which also ties in to the question that my wife asked me. So Todd Cunningham asked me, if you were in any band, who would it be? And what instrument would you play? And Nola asked me, and I only—they're not the same question. I'm just—it just has the same answer, so I'm gonna go with it. Uh, so she asked me, "What was the most amount of money that I have spent on a single physical copy of an album?" Uh, and a lot of uh, my friends jumped on her like, "Oh, check it up on them." Oh, you know, it was all in fun. Uh, she also said, as a side part of the question, "I prefer if you excluded box sets, double albums, and etc. But you do what you think is best." And I can definitely answer that question. For a single album, I spent roughly about $75 uh, on uh, this album right here, which answers Todd Cunningham's question to the band that I would be in the most, or want to be in the most, and that's Alice Cooper. Yeah, no surprise here, right? Yeah, And it could be any... Uh, for me, I'm not picky. I'm not... Uh, I would definitely take it as, like, I'll take what I can get. Any era is fine by me. Uh, as long as I am playing rhythm guitar and singing background vocals and just kind of be able to enjoy the show and take it all in. So that's my official answer. Rhythm guitar and background vocals for Alice Cooper. Let's go ahead and go with the uh, current lineup because that way I can just be the fourth guitar player and the show doesn't live and die by me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, spent $75 uh, for Alice Cooper's Live at the AstroTurf at Good Records for Record Store Day. And the reason why it was $75 is because that was basically pledge money uh, to get the project going. And also, as an added incentive, they would put my name in the special thanks list, uh, which, you know, isn't as long of a list as I thought it was. So uh, if you are able to get your hands on that phenomenal live release right there, you will see my name on there. And uh, just getting to be in that little bitty footnote of Alice Cooper history is pretty great. And uh, I would pay triple that to have it happen all over again. And I'm never going to not brag about that because that's just way too fucking cool. So there you go. I'm going to play a track, obviously, from that, since I answered the question twofold. So here you go. From Live at the AstroTurf, this is Alice Cooper with the original Alice Cooper group with Under My Wheels. All right, this song is about Detroit. Anybody from Detroit? I'm sorry. I'll pray for you. Yeah, it's really weird. Everybody actually knows the songs. This is good. This is the fourth band I've been in in two weeks. So, I should know that every version is different from me. These are the actual versions. I guess things are getting better for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys actually know the songs. That's a... Yeah, 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 but you were under my 
There you go. That was for Todd Cunningham and, of course, my better half, Nola. I believe that's actually one of Nola's favorite Alice Cooper songs, is Under My Wheels, if I'm not mistaken, from what either she told me or she seems to react the best to that song normally at shows. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. Moving on here to longtime friend and uh, promoter of the show, Mr. Andrew Jacobs. Uh, Andrew asked me, uh, this is very inside baseball right here, but uh, he asked me two questions, and I'm actually going to answer it with one song. So the first question was, will you appear at any more rock and pot expos? And if not, why not? And the second question was thoughts on the new Ozzy album. All right. So, mm, uh, I will say this to sort of kind of answer your first question there, Andrew, uh, not for the foreseeable future. Uh, nothing, personally against uh, anybody who is a part of that or attends it or puts it on you're all cool with me uh, I just uh, really enjoyed myself at the first two and you know we do these shows and you know we uh, we pay out of our pockets to do it when we travel we pay out of our pockets I'll, at least for me the first two times I attended I took zero dollars not that I raised like any, a whole lot of money through my friends or anything but you know 
did it for free, was happy for the extra publicity. You know, it was a win-win. Uh, but as of right now, you know, the pay-to-play thing, not a big fan of it. And uh, if that's how they want to go about it, that's cool. That's their thing, man. Uh, no ill will. And I wish them all the luck in the world. That sounds like a stupid, fake diplomatic answer, but it's the absolute truth. So, yeah, wish them success. And uh, just, you know, I'm not a pay-to-play guy. So that's pretty much it. So uh, giving a humorous response and song here. So don't take it too uh, personally for anybody who might be listening. So he asked me about the Ozzy album. And uh, so here's my cheeky answer with the song is I actually don't mind the new Ozzy album. A lot of people really are hating on it right now, but I really don't hate it all that much. Uh, For any Ozzy album, it could always stand to be a little less processed, a little more raw and live sounding. I mean, of course, I wish we could all go back to that great old Max Norman sound, but I guess that's just a long gone, bygone era. Um, You know, I don't really... My first initial listen, I honestly liked it better than probably the last three or four records. Some, something to that effect. It was probably like the first positive first listen since like Osmosis. I actually like Osmosis. So there you go. That's my initial uh, thing. I'll play something off the album when I do one of the next Rock and Rank episodes for 2020. But for right now, I'll play a slightly older Ozzy song, which kind of ties into my bit here. Answering the other, the first question once again, it just happens to be the almighty dollar.
All right, there you go. From the Black Rain album, 2008, 2007, something like that. Late 2000s. That was Ozzy Osbourne with the almighty dollar. My little uh, jokey answer as to why I don't and will not be attending Rock and Pot Expos in the future. Though I do wish them well, and I mean that. So there you go. I'll take it too personally. All the love. All the love in the world. All right. So moving on here by uh, the C of CNJ Radio, my best friend Chris. He had a couple of questions for me. I, I He can ask all the questions. I do a whole episode if he wanted to do it that way. But he had two in mind. So I'll start with the first one here. And the first question he had was, if a movie were made about your life up to this point, what would the opening credits song be? And uh, I thought of two songs initially, so I just went up to him just now a little bit ago and I asked him, do you want something more like grounded and realistic or do you want something amped up and like fictionalized kind of thing? So he said amped up. So there you go. That's the one I'm going to go with here. So my uh, fictional I'm a badass kind of uh, biopic would start off with this song right here. And I've played it on the show before, but I can never play it enough because it's one of the great songs ever. So here you go. Picture some cool graphics and credits and, you know, titties and lasers and all that that stuff and uh here's my movie so uh opens up with sly stone underdog
All right, so there you go. Sly and the Family Stone with Underdog, the opening credits to my fictional movie about me, <laughs> which I believe uh, is probably along the lines of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's about as much fiction in that one, too. hey Okay. So, Chris had a second question for me here, and I really like questions like this because then it forces me to play something like this on my show. Uh, so what's a song you love from a band or musician that you hate? You get more points for the greater the distance between how much you love the song and how much you hate the band. Yeah, there you go. A little hate, 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 hate. Okay. This one is always the first one that comes to mind, or at least top three. Uh, not a fan remotely of this guy for personal reasons and musically, for the most part. Obviously, with the exception of one song. And I mean one damn song. Uh, this one right here. So here you go. Making his debut here on Rock Strikes 10. This is Jackson Brown with Lawyers in Love.
Yeah, I know. I shouldn't even love that song. That's just a lot of nostalgia for me right there. That's one of my first favorite songs from when I was a kid. I mean, that song was happening when I was three, and I still remember it. Yeah, it's got hacky, nostalgic references to it, and it's got a lot of Cold War shit in it, and it's just... It's a dumb song, but I love it. I can't defend it. I even I remember heckling Jackson Brown when I went to go see Tom Petty on the last DJ tour. Yeah, Jackson Brown, he, he's been a piece of shit, too. Like, he's had, uh, you know, wife-beating charges against him. So don't feel bad for him at all. Yeah, not a fan. Okay, but I do like me some lawyers in love. All right. So, moving on here. Got a fun question. This is one of those fun survey questions that musicologists do get quite a bit, but I, I love questions like this. Uh, from the great John Gardner, he writes, uh, Covers that are way better than the original, or covers we never knew were covers. And thanks for the mention, by the way. I've done both of those kind of episodes before, so feel free to go back in the archives. But when I think specifically of something about covers that are way better than the original, this one sticks out quite a bit. Now, with the exception of all Bob Dylan covers, I kid, not really, uh, I would go with this one right here. Speaking of folk artists, oh my gosh. So I would say the two hard rock slash metal covers of old Joan Baez songs definitely stick out as being way better than the original. Not even remotely a Joan Baez fan. Of course, a lot of people, may, they may not even realize. I might go with both of these answers right here, John, which would be Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You by uh, Led Zeppelin made famous. That's a Joan Baez song. But I'm gonna go with this one right here. The Almighty Judas Priest and their rendition of Joan Baez's Diamonds and Rust. Enjoy.
All right, there you go. For John Gardner, that was Judas Priest with their version of Joan Baez's Diamonds and Rust. If you were lucky enough to see Priest on their reunion tour, like in 05, I believe, uh, where they got back together with Rob Halford, of course, they actually did a scaled-down acoustic version of Diamonds and Rust during that tour. Pretty cool. Hopefully you got to see that. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen, for sure. So we're going to stay in the cover realm here. I got asked by Laura Nade, who's like, I guess, a new friend of the show. She's been writing and messaging, and I believe she's a friend of Ken Mills, if I'm not mistaken. So a friend of Ken is a friend of mine. Uh, she asked another fun cover song question. What is the most unusual cover song? One that crosses genres, etc., things like that. And she referenced me playing Primus's Willy Wonka stuff on the Odds and Ends episodes uh, a little bit back here uh, a few months ago. And one of the ones that always sticks out to me, and most of you haven't heard this, not because, you know, for any other reason other than this is kind of more of a local thing over here for me. This was off of a compilation. Uh, I believe it was for cancer research, if I'm not mistaken. So there was this two-CD set by a bunch of local bands from Dallas and Fort Worth back in the 90s. A bunch of hip alternative bands that got together. For the most part, alternative bands. And you'll hear the exception here. And this one band that, uh, you know, got some traction and had friends and fans uh, amongst, uh, <laughs> you know, its group for no reason other than everybody kind of knows each other if you're in the music community out here. So uh, a polka band. I believe from Denton, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. The Little D, Denton, not Dallas. But in the area here. And they're called Little Jack Melody. And they did a song on this uh, two CD covers for uh, hard rock and metal covers. So they did this one right here and turned it into, of course, a polka jam and, a, you know, kind of a drinking song on top of it. A song that is originally like one of the greatest rock anthems of all time. And they definitely took it and made it their own. So hopefully you'll enjoy this right here can have your own little uh, St. Patrick's Day in your house <laughs> and sing along very drunkenly to Come On, Feel the Noise. Come on, feel the noise. Girls, rock your boys. We'll get wild, wild, wild. Wild, wild, wild. So you think I got an evil mind? I tell you, honey. I don't know why I don't know why So you think my singing's out of time It makes me money I don't know why I don't know why time 
you should know better I don't know why No, I don't know why Now you say I got a dirty mind I'm a mean go-getter I don't know why No, I don't know why anymore Yeah, I could do that kind of stuff all day, like crazy uh, cross-genre breeding of covers. I've got tons of these in my library, so maybe I'll do another one of those episodes soon. But there you go. For Laura Nade, that's the first thing that came to mind right there. Little Jack Melody's version of either, depending on where you grew up, Slade or Quiet Riots. Come on, feel the noise. All right, and the last song of part one here. Going to do part two pretty soon coming up here. We'll end on uh, an easy one here by Dion McDonald. Thanks for writing, Dion. And he asks what my favorite prog rock song is. Uh, you know, rock opera, prog rock, something by Arion or even Marillion. And, uh, you know, I'm still very crude on those bands. I'm sorry, uh, Dion, so that will not be a part of my answer. And I have many prog rock songs that I enjoy, many prog rock bands and acts that I do enjoy. Uh, but I'm going to go with this one. To me, this one's kind of the standard bearer. Uh, it's long as hell, so that checks off one of the boxes for prog. <laughs> Uh, it's heavy. It's also mellow. It's actually got some melody to it, so it's got a little bit of everything. Of course, the crazy musicianship that you come to expect in progressive rock. So I think this one encompasses, you know, what I love about prog when I want to listen to it. Uh, you know, I, I pro- maybe I could have gone with a Dream Theater song, which probably would have been something like Misunderstood or Home or something like that. Those are great songs. But I'm going to go with this one, a classic right here. The closing track off of one of the great albums of all time, Fragile. This is Yes. Closing off the show in epic fashion with Heart of the Sunrise.
Yeah. <laughs> 
sharpness of the color sunshine Straight light searching all the meanings of the song Closing off part one of the Ask Me Anything episode, that was Yes with Heart of the Sunrise. Shout out to Dion McDonald there for the question. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing. Thanks to everybody who did ask me a question on this episode. Chris Riley, Todd Cunningham, my wife Nola, Andrew Jacobs, my best friend Chris, John Gardner, Laura Nade, and Dion McDonald, of course. So, yes, we'll be back with all unique people for part two and all unique songs, of course, as well. Until then, hope you're enjoying yourselves, or as much as you can, being a shut-in right now. You're not going anywhere, so stay tuned for my better half, Nola, and the plugs and the best outro in the business. See you soon. Have fun. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cat Willow an extra treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is rockstrikes10 at gmail.com 
when you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure, Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.